You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Stace? What's up, everybody? Thanks so much for checking out the show here today. We really appreciate it. As a reminder, we are still five days a week here on Locked on Yankees. So make sure to hit subscribe to join us every single day to talk Yankees baseball. We're also going to talk playoff baseball today. But first, Stacey, we got to talk about a rebuild here. So I've seen in Yankee circles fans talking about rebuild or don't, right? And I feel like we should dip our toe into that. And I wanted to start this conversation with defining what a rebuild is because there are, I feel, and this is just my definitions, there are multiple ways you can quote unquote rebuild. Mm-hmm. And the one that is the most popular when, it, when fans are crying rebuild is like a hard, hard reset where you're selling off all your assets, you're leaning all in on draft, you're leaning all in on uh, prospect stocking up when you trade those big uh, names and then you're looking into the future about three or more years. That's a hard reset. The retool, which we've kind of talked about a little bit on the show too, Stacy, is, okay, we're still trying to win right now. Think Dodgers this season, 2023. Mm. We're not necessarily going all in and getting all the flashy guys in the off season. We're still thinking about our future a little bit here. We're looking down the road, um, and our championship window is still a little in flux here. We have a couple of years that we're trying to create a window. The all-in side of this is <laughs> caution to the wind. Screw the future. We are trying to win right now, and the only thing that matters is this season. Mm. So that's kind of the three kind of tiers you can kind of be in when it comes to rebuilding or not so buyers sellers all that kind of stuff plays into this would you kind of do i think do you think i missed anything in this in this regard yeah no that that sounds right i mean the yankees haven't done a hard reset in over 30 years so it's been a while for yankee fans to even think of a full rebuild because no matter what anyone says 2013 and 14 were not a rebuild like not a full hard set it was nothing close to that no reset it was not close to that so it's been a while since Yankee fans have seen that sort of thing sure sure um and so let's dive in now on the Yankees front so that's that's what a major league team can do essentially yes there are varying degrees to all those things you can kind of find yourself in the middle but those are kind of the three pillars I have set out um Stacey where are the Yankees at when it comes to talent they have at the major league level? There's obviously some stars. There's some guys that are role players and can help out. And then there's obviously a lot of question marks right now heading into next season. Oh, yes. Lots of question marks. We'll start with the obvious stars, Cole and Judge, the two highest paid guys on the team. Um, the strong role players, Rizzo, Michael King, uh, DJ LeMahieu, Glaber Torres, Clay Holmes. Um, obviously, with the youth, you have Volpe. Dominguez when he comes back, uh, Peraza, and then the question marks. And we spoke about this on the show the other day. Cortez, Rodon, um, Cabrera, adding to youth, but also questions. Um, they need a left-handed bat. The, the pen depth is a 
question and Floreal. Who knows what's going to happen with him in the coming months as we approach 2024. Yeah, when you're looking at this roster right now, you're you're looking at it and by obviously comparison to other teams in the league, teams that you think uh, have legitimate shots at winning the playoffs. And obviously there are different ways to get to a World Series slash a World Series championship. You could be the Braves route where you have star stud power throughout the lineup, throughout your rotation, <laughs> uh, in the back end, like you ha- you're just filled. You're filled, right? Then you have the you know the Baltimore Orioles right now, uh, who have recently gone through a rebuild. We're going to talk about a little later on in the show, uh, but you have the Orioles, and you have uh, a young cast of characters that potentially could be you know have a lot of control, and it could be good for years to come. And maybe you're just scratching the surface right now, right? Again, that's yeah. the that's the good side of a rebuild. You can mm-hmm. turn that into what the Orioles have now. You have other teams that are somewhere in the middle. I mentioned the Dodgers, where you have a handful of star studs. You have a good farm system, but you don't necessarily have all the role players that you want where you're feared through the lineup and through the rotation. Obviously, the the uh, Dodgers rotation we've talked about here throughout the postseason has been fickle. So <laughs> there are question marks, a lot of them right now when it comes to the Yankees at the major league level. And I think what the the biggest question that comes to mind here, and Stacey, I, I want to get your thoughts on this, is do you think the Yankees front office sees a legitimate path to contention in 2024, and let's push it to 2025, 2026? Hmm. Next three years. Next three years. So let's put them in that not necessarily hard reset camp, but in the retool camp right now. Oof. <sighs> I feel like that's what they're going to do. I feel like, and I feel like that's how they feel, you know, like, I don't feel like this regime is going to do a hard reset. They'll never do that. And I feel like the retool thing sounds a little better, right? Because they would never admit to a rebuild either, you know, because they, they put messages out there that aren't quite, you know, they try to trick the fans into thinking something else is happening. And I don't know. I mean, they have to do something to make it so they can contend. Um, You know, I don't think 2024 is going to be as bad as 2023 was with injuries, but they need to do something about the roster. Like they, like you said in the question, like with the question marks that they have, um, (laughs) there's some things they have to answer this off season. I think it, maybe it depends on what happens in the off season. I don't think they're going to say anything yet. Yeah. uh, That definitely will come into play. Other things that are going to come into play here uh, are super obvious when it comes to whether you want to rebuild or not, and that comes to your farm system. And the Yankees' farm system right now obviously has some some upside, for sure. There's no denying there are some guys in the minors right now that you think could be impact players at the major league level in the next couple of years. Um, When it comes to rankings, like, throughout the system and throughout Major League Baseball, the, the Yankees' minor league system is somewhere in the middle. 10 mm-hmm. to 16 range, somewhere around there. Obviously, I don't think they're top 10. They don't have studs from you know top to bottom right now. But they have a, a, a good fair amount of guys that are close. Those they're guys not the that Orioles. Are, they're not the <laughs> Orioles. Orioles are number one, yeah. and it's not even remotely close. They are yeah. up there. The Dodgers <laughs> are still up there. They kind of had to dip into that this season, especially on the pitching front. Uh, yeah. But the, when it comes to the Yankees, the guys I have that are close, as in within next year to ne- in, within two years, is mm. – the names we've been talking about 
all season, all year. Austin Wells obviously being one of them, Will Warren being another one, and Clayton Beater. Those are guys that are fairly close to impact uh, at the major league level. Guys that I have also in the close camp slash fringe, as in mm. I'm not 100% sold yet. And this is to varying degrees. Don't take this as Bible. This is just how we're at right now. I had to put them into some sort of camp. Uh, guys mm. like that are Drew Thorpe. Obviously, the upside right now for Drew Thorpe is super, super high considering what he did in 2023. It is miraculous what he did this past season, and I put him in the close-to-fringe camp because he's only had one season in the minors. Richard Fitz is emerging as a guy right now, too. Uh, are you catching on to my drift here? A lot of pitching, a lot of pitching. Uh, oh, so yeah. Richard Fitz <laughs> I have in that camp. Uh, guys that are kind of there, not uh, to the Thorpe and Fitz level, have guys like Everson Pereira, uh, Andres Shaparo, who I think is more on the side of fringe because uh, you mm. don't know 100% what he's going to do. He had some flashes of really good this season, but he also had some flashes of bad in 2023 at the AAA level. So there are guys in this camp that you feel more confident in others, um, like your Warrens. I think Will Warren uh, of all these and Austin Wells are probably the top two in this category. Um, and then if you're looking further out, like we're talking three plus years, you have other guys like Spencer Jones, uh, Jared Cerna, Trey Sweeney, Chase Hampton, these names that you're hoping can continue to develop over the next two, three years to the point where we're having that Volpe Peraza spring training conversation again about these types of players when we get there. Right. They're there are a few years out. You're not sold on all of them, but you're hoping to hit on as many of these guys as possible. Obviously, I'm not. Ex this is not an exhaustive list, uh, but it's not like this is a uh, a farm system right now where you're going. We can burn it down for two years and know we're going to be able to turn it back back around by 2025. You don't have that. You don't have surefire hits all throughout the organization right now in high A and above. You have some pretty good bets, but you don't have first shot, uh, surefire hits yet. Right. So that's kind of where they're at when it comes to that. So when you're making a decision on hard reset, maybe because you're trying to build that foundation up a little bit stronger. Because right now the Yankees have kind of been in that middling zone where – Yes, we're contending. Yeah, we're thinking a little bit about the future. You're kind of in the retool perpetually a little bit. So the signaling yep. you mentioned, Stacy, a little mixed when it comes to <laughs> that. Uh, but obviously there are major league pieces there. You're just kind of in flux. Yeah. We're going to talk about this a lot more. We're going to look to some recent rebuilds and uh, see who's been successful and the dark side of a rebuild, which doesn't get talked about a lot when it fails. That's coming up next. October baseball is back and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who'll win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get the W, predict what will happen in the next at bat with quick bets. That sounds like fun. So head over to FanDuel.com slash locked on right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. 
back here on Locked on Yankees. Hey, everydayers out there coming up this week on Locked on Yankees, coming up on tomorrow's show. Should the Yankees trade for Juan Soto? We kind of think no. We'll explain that's going to be a little bit of a continuing conversation from this episode. Uh, so make sure to check that out tomorrow. And of course, Fan Mail Friday is on Friday. Drop your questions down below. Reply to that pinned comment here on the YouTube side. Subtexters obviously get your Fan Mail Friday priority. Check out the episode description for that. Stacy, we need to look at some recent examples. I'm, I'm going to call the new era of rebuild. Okay. Coin, coin, coin term. Uh, You heard it here first. The new era of the rebuild. And I feel like this era of rebuilding teams, you can look to the Astros and Cubs as the prime example of the tank era, I guess you Mm. can also call it. Would you like when when you're looking at those team, I think I feel like that's like the prime example of burn it down and start over. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Astros were terrible for a long time building that team. And then look what happened. They won't go away. Yeah. So those are obvious major examples. The Astros have had more sustained sustained success. Man, that's tough to say. The Cubs obviously burned it, built it, and kind of set it ablaze a little bit again. Mm-hmm. So they had a much yeah. smaller window, but it obviously worked. Won it all, tried to contend, burned it for like two two and a half seasons, and then now here you are where they, they fell apart in September they're, this year, but we're close. right there. Yeah. Yeah. They were right there. Uh, obviously, Dansby Swanson is a part of that, right? That's that's another part of the rebuild, I feel like. As you go out, you get the big guy. Look at the Rangers, right? The Rangers did that. They went out. The first piece they got was Corey Seager. And they go, with the pitch that, hey, dude, in a couple of years, wait this out for us. We're going to put a team around you. We'll mm-hmm. go get Marcus Semien. And then here you go, right? And we'll finally get pitching for the first time in uh, 30 years. Exactly. Just kidding. So they that, had Cliff Lee at one point, but you know what I mean? Like in the nineties, yes. they were all about hitting and not pitching. That was kind of the joke. So yeah, it's, it's nice to see the Rangers finally do what their fans wanted them to do. <laughs> the obvious successes here, right? Astros, Cubs, Rangers, most current, the Orioles, most current, they had completely turned that organization around, um, at least on the f- baseball side of things. Uh, and, and have, have obviously made massive strides and look to contend for years to come. Their window is like now to 2033. Like they're thinking like 2030. Like they got a seven year window here, right? Which is incredible. But there are a lot of downsides here to a rebuild. I'm looking at the Chicago White Sox. That very well can happen. You mm-hmm. can miscalculate on your rebuild and look what the what's happened to the Chicago White Sox. You think it's bad now in New York? Look oh, at yeah. what's happened on the south side of Chicago. <laughs> yeah, it's very unpleasant over there. And um, I know because it's funny, like you always have to say to Yankee fans, like you may think you have it bad, but you have to show them other teams to put it in their heads. Like, no, this is not the worst that it could get. It could get worse. Just imagine it could. Yeah, it's possible. Well, because if you bet on players and those players don't work out in a rebuild, that's massive. Eloy mm-hmm. Jimenez is supposed to be the guy. Luis Robert Jr. is supposed to be the guy. And if they don't end up being the guy, your team has no one to lead it. Yeah. And that could happen to the Yankees. You could totally you can totally miss on prospects. You miss on prospects all the time. Sure. Right. For many, many reasons, you can miss on a prospect. 
But the problem is when you 100% rely on that prospect hitting, now you have no backup. When you're in the middling ground like the Yankees have been, you have those foundational pieces there, the trusted tried and trues, your Aaron Judges. But if that Aaron Judge is gone, if Garrett Cole is gone, if, yes, I know 2023, notwithstanding Anthony Rizzo is gone, then what are you relying on at that point? Mm-hmm. You're kind of you're kind of out of luck. And then I felt like this could be an example of where the Yankees could be on the negative side of things that they stick in the middle as the Angels. Mm-hmm. You have two perennial all-stars, MVP candidates, Cy Young, all that stuff. Two of the best players you, to ever play. <laughs> but you don't build around it. Because you're middling and afraid and you don't know where you're going organizationally. You don't have the prospects. You're not focusing on that. Like you're, you're getting pulled in so many directions that you don't have, you're a directionless team. Mm -hmm. So that the White Sox and Angels feel like two sides of that coin, hard rebuild versus sticking in the middle and to where neither of them work out. When it comes to the pros and cons we wanted to talk about, Stacey, the pros is is obviously the upside is Orioles and Dodgers uh, it, it getting back to that level where you're the evil empire and building a potential dynasty like that. That's the end goal for everybody. And I think when you talk about a rebuild, that's what everybody hopes is going to happen. And the Astros too, right? And the Astros. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, you get a total talent reset. If you rebuild and you kind of set a stronger foundation for your team and To be frank, where we're at right now when talking about the Yankees, and I know you can expand on this, having covered them for years now, is an organizational direction. You don't necessarily always have, and I feel like right now when it comes to Yankees, especially with this audit stuff and Aaron Judge saying, I'm going to do this and do that, you don't really have an organizational direction, and that can be frustrating as a fan base. Oh, yes. Especially, as I was saying, how the messaging is kind of confusing because they do one thing but say a different thing. We're all in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have nothing to worry about. Why are you worried about this? You know, three months into uh, three weeks into June. Why are you all upset? <laughs> like that kind of a thing. Um, yeah. I feel like the window for a rebuild, like a true rebuild, was like mm, a little while ago, a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're fair. Around 2019. Maybe. 2020. Maybe. Maybe 2020. I would say 2020 because 2019 was, you know, that was a good year. They, they, like a lot of things were going, a lot of things went right for them. I mean, they had 30 guys on the IL and they still won 103 games. Yeah. You know, wrong. Um, Wrong. Yeah. 2020, 2021. Like 2020, 2021 was when, yeah. And, but I also feel like they couldn't because they signed Cole. (laughs) Sure. But that could be, could have been the Dansby Swanson. That could have been right. like, yes. build the foundation okay, so around that guy. Y- you say to him, okay, the first couple of years are going to be bad. We're just warning you right now. But on the other side of that, you're going to see some great stuff happening. Like they could have gone that route and they didn't do it. And I feel like it's too late for them to do and something And you wouldn't like have that. had to hard reset. You could have leaned towards a reset, but not super hard to where you sell right. everybody and start over. Right. Like the Cubs had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the cons of all this, Stacey, you mentioned Garrett Cole. Yeah. The cold judge con of this is you have these guys who are in their prime right now. And can you wait three years? Can you wait four years? That's, again, a question that you're asking a little bit too late. Yeah, you can't. You can't. They're into their 30s now. You can't. If they were in their late 20s, like maybe like 28, 29, maybe. But no, that's yeah, it's too late. (laughs) 
Yeah. If you want the best out of those guys and you want them to be your leaders, you can't give them another three years waiting. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and Cole's got that opt out. They could add the 10th year. Yes, I know. I know. I know. But still, there's there there's some backlash that could come there. There could be backlash from the fan base. There would be backlash from the fan base regardless. Either way, you slice it. So maybe you right. don't take too much stock into that. But like right. I mentioned, you could fail. It could fail. And it could be a disaster because now those prospects didn't hit. And now you're also starting over. And mm-hmm. your three-year rebuild turns into a six- to seven-year rebuild. And it's 2030. And the Baltimore Orioles are back-to-back World Series champions and, and four-time AL East champions. And it's 2030, and the Yankees haven't made a World Series since 2009, and it becomes a new record, and everyone's freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that is the serious con of this, and, and a legitimate one. Like, it's not like we're just being hyperbolic. We are literally watching them happen. So yeah. it's not far-fetched that it could. Mm-hmm. So, Stacey, given all of this... Given the pros, cons, given the upside, downside, given the risk on either direction, should the Yankees rebuild this offseason? No. <laughs> no, because I feel like they screwed up. No. <laughs> but would they not screw up also retooling? Mm. Would you rather them screw up a rebuild or re-screw or screw up a retool in in your in your words? <laughs> I don't know. Oh God, see, I don't know because I feel like if they I feel like if, if they screw up a rebuild, it's going to be longer to recover from that, right? Would it sure. be as long to screw to recover from a screw a screwed up retool? I don't think so. Yeah, but then you could always be in the camp of always in a retool, right? Which they're kind of, look at, they kind of are. Look at the Angels. The Angels yeah. for 10 years have been in a retool. Yeah. Oof. This is hard. I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> I think that's what we're getting at here, folks. It's yeah. not as it's, pl- it's not as simple as dry. just rebuild. Yeah. yeah, it's not as cut and dry. It's not. It's They kind of put themselves, they kind of painted themselves into a corner in a way. That's exactly what they did. Yeah. We'll see. Damn it, Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're kind of in a middle ground, especially when you look at the free agent classes offseason. There's no sign these four guys and you're good. There right. Isn't. Like they can't even do like, a, all right, we're going to forget about the luxury tax. We're just going to go all in. There's not even anything really like attractive for them to do. They kind of missed yeah. the boat on that when yeah. they could have done it with Harper and Machado. But let's not get started on that. But yes, that. Yeah. <laughs> So we are going to continue this conversation slightly and kind of bleed it into a conversation about Juan Soto next mm. episode. That's tomorrow. Don't step away today. We still got more. We got to talk about the playoffs, which are still in full swing. So stick around. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why our new sponsor, Jace Medical, offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. You can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com and the promo code is LOCKEDON. 
back here on Locked On Yankees. Stacy, the playoffs still going strong here. Man, last night's Astros Twins game. Sheesh, what in the world happened there? I'm I'm, I'm a little worried for the Twins now. <sighs> Sunny Gray. Sunny Gray. How dare you? No. Um just <laughs> the Astros. Um but I feel like the Twins can come back and win game four it, like it might be an every other game thing but then they have to head back to houston and then who knows yeah, what's gonna happen there game five yeah game five uh, Houston's not easy like either way they slice it if they want to win they have to go play houston again yeah that's the tough thing um it's not out of the question obviously uh you know there have been instances where teams have been down oh two um go Oh, no, the Yankees went 0-2 against the then-Indians in 17. They lost in horrible way in Game 2 in Cleveland, went home 1-2, and then had to go to Cleveland to win Game yeah, 5. Yeah. So that's a little different, yeah. Um, I mean, the Twins can do it. They just have to not allow certain guys to hit multiple home runs in a game, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's not looking great. The Orioles, Stacy. full disclosure, we are recording midway through the Orioles-Rangers game three. Adelise Garcia just hit a three-run shot in the second, and it is six to nothing in the second inning for the Rangers. Oh, no. Stacey's finding out right now. Uh, so clearly that is not going well. And uh, obviously we'll talk about this more tomorrow on the episode, but uh, not looking great for the Orioles. Someone posed this question, and I'll ask you, because I okay. put my answer. Someone said, if the Orioles lose in this round, is the season a failure? I said, oh, no. Oh, no. This, oh, my gosh. This who, is a, a who, massive win. Who expected massive this win. from them? Yeah. No, they're, they're ahead of schedule. They're ahead of schedule. They're two years ahead of schedule. Mm -hmm. um, a year ahead of schedule. 2024 yeah, seemed like a year where they were going to have a 2023. Maybe not to mm -hmm. that level, but like wild card fight. Right. Right. No, I mean, no one expected the division and for them to hold off the Rays the way they did. And this is not if they end up losing and we're talking about them on the next show. Um, no, it is not a failure in any way. This is really good for them. It's like their good first step. You got the taste, you know, like for the especially the kids on the team. Yeah, not yeah. a failure at all. You would obviously like them to not be swept. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it's still early. And the Rangers bullpen is questionable. So, and you know, the, the game the other day, like looked like it was going to be a blowout and it turned out to be 11, eight. So you can, you know, we yeah, might be coming back change. on the show. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, the Orioles made an amazing comeback. You never know. Uh, yeah. Obviously <laughs> it's moot. You already know what happened uh, in last night's game, but just as we're recording, just to make sure. And as you're laughing at us, trying to predict what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. Yeah. But Hey, just, you're just seeing what, what the feelings are like. Stacey, mm -hmm. you, you asked yesterday, we asked yesterday to, to Locked On viewers on YouTube to let us know if they're rooting for the Houston Astros or if they're rooting for Jose, uh, Carlos Correa, rather. Yeah. Like, rooting for Carlos Correa. And I saw a couple comments are just like, yeah, no, I can't do that. Like, I just can't in good conscience do that. I saw a lot of people saying that. So I thought that was pretty funny. Are they rooting for the Meteor? Because that's how I feel when I watch two teams I don't want to win. I'm like, I'm rooting yeah. for the Meteor. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm conflicted, like on the Rangers Orioles front. I'm, I mean, like I've, I've leaned on the Orioles, but like, I feel conflicted because Rangers AL West. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, I just, I really, I don't want the Astros in the ALCS again. I just don't. I'm sick of it. I want two other teams there. That's all I'm asking for. No, I don't get, I get it. it. 
but it's all I mean, either way, for. you're going to get at least one new one. At least. Yes, which is good. You know, it's good to see new blood in the playoffs. Oh, it's please. Nice. Yes. All the time. You don't want to see the same teams all the time. Like, you know, I mean, no offense to the Rays. You know, it was kind of good to see them kind of leave early. I would have liked for the Jays to make it a little further, though. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. When you're talking yeah. Dodgers, though, I mean, we kind of talked about it yesterday. They were they were losing when we were recording, ended up losing last night's or two nights ago's game. So they play game three in Arizona tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be it'll be Lance Lynn on the mound, which obviously he's had a bit of a turnaround since heading to the Dodgers. He's had a couple stinkers, but they need him to step up in the most like massive way possible in the history of his career. Like, yes, he needs to pitch like the game of his life to keep the Dodgers in the playoffs. So good luck with that, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just shocking that the I mean, they only gave up a couple of runs in game two, but the yeah. double play balls like Freddie Freeman striking out on that curve, uh, like Mookie not showing up like the offense mm. has just been like, where are you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, yes, the pitching wasn't great in game one, but, you know, it wasn't as bad as it was in game one and game two. And the offense was just like. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, like, look, we've, you know, we've kind of touched on it because the Yankees played the Diamondbacks this season and like I'm pretty in on the desert right now, dude. Like I, I, they are on one right now. Like they're on fire. They could be like the sneaky team. I feel like they could be like those nationals of 28, uh, 19 and uh, even the Phillies of last year, making it all the way to the World Series. Oh, yeah. I would be so happy for them if that were the case. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we talked to nauseam about the Phillies Braves game yesterday on the yeah. yesterday show because that was a crazy, crazy game. So I'm curious to see. That'll be uh, as of this recording. Uh, Aaron Nola will take the ball, but the Braves haven't named a starter. But that shit, mm-hmm. series shifting to to Philly should have a an interesting impact. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been. I mean, it's a. I don't know. Where where are you ranking this this playoff run so far? Like for everybody, I I'm I'm having fun, but I'm not like all in yet. I'm not buying yet. Right. On this yeah. Season. I'm not. It. Yeah. No, I'm not either. I don't feel that yet. Yeah. Mm-mm. I mean, I think the biggest game we've had was was Game Two Phillies, uh, Phillies Braves. Oh yeah, that was. That and the Bryce like, and Stott slam against. Oh. Uh, yeah, like uh, so far Miami. that series feels like it's been the best. Like the Phillies series, Phillies have run. had moments have yeah, their run is is fun. If they can keep that going and keep at least one of my World Series teams in there, that'd be great. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, again, it's kind of Judgment Day tonight for the Dodgers, which is so why. I mean, gosh, man, poor Dodger fans. They've really gone through it, man. They've really gone through it. Um, <laughs> let us know how you're feeling about the postseason so far. Of course, let us know how you're feeling about the rebuild stuff. We want to hear you sound off in the comments. You can always text us as well by joining subtext. So go do that in the episode description. There's a free 14-day trial in there. You get Fan Mail Friday Priority, which is coming up on Friday, but coming up on tomorrow's show. The Yankees should not trade for Juan Soto. We'll tell you why tomorrow. So hit subscribe. And you will be able to see that. And that's going to do it for today's Locked On Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.